Welcome to the Econ Dev Show. We explore the strategies, ideas, and insights that are driving economic development forward into the future. You'll hear new insights from passionate EDs about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from attraction and retention experts about how to apply actionable strategies inside your EDO. We'll help take your organization, your community, and your career to the next level. Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Our episode today is brought to you by Cathode Ray Media. Cathode Ray is a full-service marketing agency that connects government organizations to their communities. Visit cathoderay.com, that's K-A-T-H-O-D-E-R-A-Y.com to learn more or ask for a free no-obligation consultation. Welcome back to the Econ Dev Show. Today we're here with Leanne Nixon. She is the president of Wilkes Economic Development in Wilkesboro, North Carolina. Leanne, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dave, for having me on the show today. Absolutely. You are in Wilkesboro, North Carolina, and we have interviewed Thomas Sally, the tourism director from Wilkesboro, a couple of times. So I think this is probably the third episode that we have done talking to somebody in Wilkesboro. Well, thank you. Thomas is um, a great colleague in the community. We work well together to make sure that we're marketing Wilkes County. Well, great. Um, so tell us a little bit about Wilkes County for those who don't know. Wilkes is um, located between Winston-Salem and Boone, North Carolina, in northwestern North Carolina. We're about halfway between um, the in the western foothills, I guess you would say. Beautiful county, lots of outdoor amenities, nature, beautiful towns. Uh, we're just very blessed here. It's a great place to live, work, and play. Well, that's great. So what are the chief industries of um, Wilkes County? Wilkes is known for Lowe's uh, hardware starting here, Lowe's Corporation. And so because of that, we have a lot of building industry uh, in our community. So a lot of lumber, doors, windows, cabinetry, it, the glass. And so just a lot of different companies that were uh, brought from the from the idea of Lowe's being here early on in, in their uh, formation. And uh, we also are known for Tyson being in the community, so we're strong in the food and beverage categories. We have Tyson um, with a poultry farm, but we also have country ham. So we're well known for that in the area, known for honey. Agriculture is very strong in the community. And when I think about the beverage side, I also think about uh, the origination of moonshine in this area and um, also apple cider because many apples are grown in this region. So definitely the agriculture, we're on the top five of just about every type of uh, category in ag. And then the furniture and uh, also um, I would would think about technology. We have uh, a good 
program at our community college for technology, and we also have uh, cybersecurity companies here and are trying to work on increasing technology in our community and those types of higher wage jobs. Sure. It's always so interesting to talk to somebody in, you know, in the Southeast because you have that cross between ag and sort of old um, manufacturing or, or craftsmanship type things. And then you have something high tech like cybersecurity. I always wonder how does the how do those three things you know how do they go together how did how did they all end up there? That's true. Well, I think technology has been more recent, uh, where furniture and food, beverage, um, you know, anything doing that, that kind of grow along with uh, Lowe's that those things actually started uh, many years ago. A lot of forestry, a lot of lumber production. Uh, in this area. So you can see how that's all tied together. The agriculture is tied together because of the type of land that we have. And then the feed grain that is for the poultry farms that then supply Tyson. You know, you see how the agriculture would have fit together with Tyson being strong in this community. And then there are other companies here that spurred Calls of Tyson being here, uh, safety equipment, packaging, printing, things that uh, support that industry. But the technology, I, I would think that has come in the more recent years. And especially with being a community that is very strong in fiber, it's kind of a myth that most people think that in rural communities, there's not fiber connectivity. But actually, in Wilkes County, we are very strong, even though we're the 13th largest landmass in the state of North Carolina. In a rural community, you can really buy land, enjoy living on creeks, rivers, mountains, and be remote. Or you can come into the towns and work in the community but if you're remote, you can definitely be connected and be working anywhere in the world, but you might be living in Wilkes County. That's the dream for everybody, I think, at this point, that they can be somewhere where they where they want to be, where they have space and and still have access to, you know, the outside world. So that's, yeah, that's a great place to be. It is. And during COVID, we definitely see more people migrating from the metropolitan areas to live and enjoy more land, slower pace in some ways, even though we have the technology and we're forward thinking. Um, it only takes me 20 minutes, sometimes, you know, 10 minutes to get where I need to go in the community, unless I'm really going out rural. Um, and that drive is definitely stress free. It's an easy drive. It's a beautiful scenery and no traffic, no freeways. We have a four-lane highway. We have um, really good transportation connected uh, back to either the interstate of I-77 or 421. You may be familiar that 421 is also branded as the Carolina Corps. And right. so the Carolina Corps has... Uh, goes all the way to Faithful, uh, across and uh, to the East Coast. And from Faithful to the Greensboro area, 
they have designated the 421 corridor as a future interstate. It is going to be oh. six, uh, Interstate 685. And we are working on also uh, thinking about coming from the central part of the state towards the west and being part of that interstate system. So we're blessed that we are rural, but we do have great transportation. Well, I think that's what it is, right? You can be rural as long as you have access to that internet, the transportation and, and all of that that goes along with it. So how did you, you've been in economic development for you know, 13 years or so. How did you first get into economic development? Well, I think most people that began in economic development find that many types of experiences that they've had in their career lead into being an economic developer. Not many people, I believe, actually go to college and think, oh, that's what I want to do, unless they knew someone that was in that field, right? And so right. in my background, it was mostly very, very varied um, that I had been an entrepreneur, but I've also worked in large corpor corporations, and I've worked in manufacturing I've worked in retail, I've worked in, you know, a lot of different uh, types of roles. But as my career continued, I, I was a real estate agent. I also worked in natural gas and utilities. And I realized when I seen the job ad that my project management experience, my relationship management, you know, skills were perfect for economic development when you put it all together. And so um, it, it, is good when you can relate with an entrepreneur and the many hats that they wear, the challenges that they have in a day, as well as understand the challenges of uh, rapid growth industries or industries that are having challenges. And you, you understand where they're coming from if you've been there before. That's so true. And I mean, your experience leading up to being in economic development sounds, you know, like every, almost everybody's. Everybody's had the same sort of experience. Um, what advice would you give to somebody is maybe listening to this and isn't an economic developer, but is thinking that maybe this is the direction that they want to go? What advice would you give them at, at the beginning of their, you know, sort of career? I think the first thing would be to find someone in, within their county, within their region, and begin talking to them. Most people are willing to share I've always found that other economic developers are willing to help each other, uh, you know, not to reinvent the wheel if they have a program that they're willing to share it with others. Um, we mentor people. We're involved in education. We're involved in the school systems and the community college and the state college to um, try to encourage people to choose careers that are needed in your own county or your region. And so it's going to be easy to go to an economic developer and ask them to mentor you or to have lunch with you or grab a cup of coffee and let's just talk about your career. I think the skill sets are really um, project management, people management, and of course, real estate, uh, real estate, understanding real estate development, understanding uh, real estate transactions, anything in that line of work would be very helpful. So did you have people that sort of helped you in that way as you were uh, developing in your career? I did. Um, I started my career in a neighboring county. Is, I'm a native of Surrey County in North Carolina. 
and I spent five years at Surrey Economic Development. And uh, there, not only uh, in that role, I was a vice president of, the, of uh, our economic development partnership, but many of the community people that I needed to work with in our role um, were also instrumental. Working with our state team on projects, they were instrumental. Uh, and then after I served five years in Surrey, I went to Cabarrus County and I served in a project management role there for existing industry and had a tremendous opportunity to be in a rapid growth county, a ring county to Charlotte, North Carolina, and then doing project activity in a, in a very uh, rapid growing area is very different than being in a rural community. And so I spent three years there, enjoyed everything that I learned and experienced and all the relationships that I made, um, people that I still talk to today, and brought back that knowledge when I was called and asked if I would consider coming back closer to home to a rural community. And I said, absolutely. Wilkes County is very similar to Surrey County in that we have the same types of rural challenges. And now that I'd had the experience of going to a community that was in a rapid growth phase, I could bring back many of the things that I had learned and tried to make a difference in, in this community. And so I've served here for five years and uh, this is my home now and I love Wilkes County. Well, that's wonderful. I read in your, in your bio that you sent over that you still have your North Carolina real estate broker's license. Yes, I do. So how does that, how does that work as a, you know, do you get to, you know, how does that play out? You know, I've always wondered that. Well, it's too hard to get your license in North Carolina to ever let go of them. So oh, okay. you always want to renew your license each year uh, and continue your education in that area. But uh, when I was very active in real estate, uh, my main focus was on large acreage tracks. And that was, you know, my specialty. But I also did residential. Most, most get involved in that too. You just meet clients that need both. That filtered over very well in the economic development career to understand the transactions, understand the research that needs to be done, um, all of the ins and outs of real estate, but I began to learn how does that apply to industrial buildings or commercial buildings and uh, that it was easy to transition over into an economic development career with that additional knowledge. And so now I've become very versed in that area. I do not actively sell. I do not have time. Economic developers never turn off their phone, right? We, um, we work while we sleep. Right. Um, so there is no time to sell real estate, and um, it would be a conflict of interest if I was trying to real, sell real estate in my community, but we don't have time to do that. So we use our real estate license now for uh, understanding industrial and commercial uh, land purchases. We do a lot of land development in our, our county, and so I can use that knowledge that I've been able to acquire over the years. Sure. That no, that makes sense, and I, I think you answered that question really well. So that's good. I would also say, Dane, that it's really important 
for any economic developer to know your realtors in your community. And you need to build that relationship with them. They are the ones that will know when things are getting ready to come on the market or go uh, under contract. And you need that relationship with them and to work together to think about how to develop your community and what's needed. And so whether that be a residential realtor or someone that's focused on commercial industrial, those are partners that I count on daily. Right. So do you reach out to them regularly or do you go to events where they are or what do you do? Both. Um, most, most of the realtors in the community that have uh, industrial properties or commercial properties, whether they're developers or maybe they prefer a, a tenant situation, they'd rather own the property and lease. Uh, those are the people that help me solve problems, right? I, I need to be able to find the next place to move someone from one growth stage to the next, and I need to know what's coming on the market. Um, I need them to be flexible with me and help me solve those problems. And so we're we're talking on a regular basis. For the residential, um, you know, keeping up with the trends that's going on in your residential um, area of real estate is going to be critical to understand what the market's doing and what your needs are. That makes sense. That's good. How about what's your relationship like there, um, you know, with the local, with the government, with the county government, city government, all of that? So uh, in Wilts County, we have two major towns um, that are still rural towns. They're, you know, population and citizenship of around 5,000 in each, give or take. And so not large communities, but we work very closely with our North Wiltsboro town and the Wiltsboro town government and closely with our Wilts County government. We also have um, support from Rhonda, which is a smaller town um, in Wilts County. But on a regular basis, we are working together to talk, communicate, plan, plan our uh, next direction of what, what we need to be working on together. Uh, very active on our boards, obviously, our real economic development board of directors. They, the town managers serve as alternates, but I'm also talking with the mayors or the county commissioner and the other commissioners on all of those boards to get feedback from them, understand uh, any challenges that we can work on together to grow in Wilts County. Okay. That's very good. How about the state in North Carolina? How, how does that all work? So um, we work closely with the Economic Development Partnership of North Carolina. Um, whether uh, it's a, have a project that is a local project, um, it, you know, of course I'm going to call the, my representative um, to come and talk with us in those project meetings and plan and and see what type of incentives or grants that we can discuss to work together. Or maybe it's just about making connections and referrals. Um, so that is really important. Um, we work very closely with them, but we also work closely with resource partners from various organizations, like in North Carolina, Golden Leaf um, is not a government entity, but it's a resource partner. Um, your state colleges, they would be resource partners. And, of course, um, we're very active with our uh, North Carolina Economic Development Association. And I serve on the um, Economic Development Advisory Council 
um, to Christian and along with other counties across North Carolina, there's representation from each segment or part of the state. And so I'm representing the Northwestern area by being able to serve on that advisory council with uh, Chris. And it's not just Chris. I mean, it's staff. Staff will be in those meetings from Economic Development Partnership. And so we can work together, um, receive updates, and maybe provide feedback about some of the challenges that we're facing in our part of the state. That makes sense. And how about um, educational institutions? So we are blessed that in Wilkes County, we have a community college, one of many across North Carolina. And Wilkes Community College serves not only Wilkes, but they serve Ashe and Allegheny counties, which are more northwestern um, than us. But we're all connected right here in this part of the, the state. And uh, we work closely with the community college. We work closely with the small business center, um, their director, making sure that entrepreneurs are getting what they need, small businesses are getting what they need. Uh, when I think about the community college, I always think about customized industry training in North Carolina is a wonderful program that makes sure that our industries are getting what they need. But then further than that, I think about we're, we're only 30 minutes from Appalachian State, or if you want to head back towards the Piedmont Triad in North Carolina, there are many colleges that are in that region in the state that we work with, depending on the, the need, really. Uh, many times, certain industries might uh, need to talk to NC State versus maybe it makes more sense to be connected with Appalachian State. So those relationships are really important, um, as well as your county school system. I mean, uh, I just participated today. Uh, we funded a grant for our early college high school students to go through tours in our industries across the county, but then they ended up this um, with this grant. They were able to all get in teams of three or four and come up with business ideas and have to put a business plan together. And then they did their pitch today. And so that was very exciting. Um, so that's, you know, ways that we work with our community college, but working with the high school um, is important too. And so I serve on um, a committee that we have in our county school systems that's called BEEF, uh, Business Industry Education Forum. And that is where we bring industry and educators together to talk about, are we teaching the right programs in school that are needed in our businesses and in our industries in the community, the right skill sets? And they're asking for advice from leaders like myself and others in the community. At the same time, they're talking to industry leaders and just communicating. It's a great program. They need to be connected always, your education and your businesses. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. The uh, the tour that you did for the the students at the businesses did they how did that how did that work? That, that'd be interesting to hear about. Well, in this case, uh, we just funded a grant, and one of the instructors coordinated that with our students. Sometimes in the past, though, we have been the one that actually coordinated the tours. But basically, what you're trying to make sure is that you retain your talent. And that right. they are aware of the career opportunities. Um, you know, many times in middle school, young people are determining their career path, um, what they're going to focus on in high school. And many of them are taking 
college courses while they're in high school. And so you began developing that talent early and you want to make sure that they understand that there's opportunities for them to stay here. And if they decide that they want to leave this area to go off and go to college, maybe experience a few things out in the world, that's wonderful. But make sure you come back home to Wilkes County and think about it, either working in one of our businesses or industries or be an entrepreneur. We're a great location that has um, definitely a strong history of entrepreneurship in our community. And we encourage that greatly. And we try to get behind these people, whether they're, you know, young in school or whether they're someone that's an adult returning to say, how can we help you start a business? And then I'm going to say, how can we help you take it to the next level? Right, right. And, you know, that sort of sound, as you as you were saying that, I was realizing that that kind of sounds like your personality. You seem like a very helpful person. You seem like it is your goal not to be the star, but to be a helper to everybody. Is that, am I reading that right? Yes. Um, I think that being in economic development is definitely being a public servant with a servant's heart. Um, it's about how can we make a difference where we serve uh, each day um, we have different opportunities and we realize that the impact that we can make is could change lives it could change the future direction of this community long after you're gone and it, also realizing how important it is to make the right decisions um, and so doing that uh, and is it, it is a, a servant leadership type role. It is. And it's always interesting because you get people that are on both sort of, ex, sort of on both sort tangents of that, you know, you get the, the type a hard charging leadership side, then they have to, they still have to do the servant part. And then you get the ones that are the more of the servant, they still have to do the leadership parts. So, yeah, I always enjoy seeing that. Interesting. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about that we, you know, haven't touched on? Well, I would share with you a program that we did, um, most recently, and that is the Wilts Commercial Business Center. Okay. So one of our challenges, Dane, is in a rural community, it's really hard to get people to take the risk to build a shell building, not knowing if they have a, a client that is going to um, begin to come in and make their lease payments or either purchase the building, right? And so that's a harder challenge for rural communities. So through the North Carolina Economic Development Association, I was actually um, listening on a web uh, cast. I think it was during COVID, actually, because we couldn't come together during that time. But I actually heard two other colleagues telling about an experience of something they had done in a different part of the state. And we had a grant opportunity and I really wasn't sure how to jump in the window of, of, of that grant and make application. But I figured if Bladen County, North Carolina could do this, that we could do this too. And so again, going back to what we were talking about, economic developers are great to share with each other. I called Bladen County and began to speak to them about how they had either built buildings themselves or either bought buildings and 
upfitted those buildings and reused them in order to create industry, more industries coming into the community or maybe making a space for one of their existing industries to grow into. But using that as a tool uh, by offering a lower lease rate and so making it an incentive of that. And so we made application for a grant with Golden Leaf and won their highest award of one and a half million dollars to build a building. 31,700 square foot, could be single tenant, could be multi-tenant the way we built it. Then I went to the county government, had them to talk to Bladen County government about how successful their program had been and then they were convinced to get on board and they contributed one, uh, one and a half million at that time. Had to go back to them a little bit later on and ask for another additional $400,000 because the cost of construction did go up during the COVID, it right? It did, yes. Right. And, um, but we built that building, beautiful finished building, turnkey, based on the metrics of knowing all the project inquiries that we had received from the economic Development Partnership of North Carolina over the years, keeping metrics about what are we missing, what size, what's a sweet spot to get started. Of course, we could, would love to have a bigger building. That that was a good size to start with. And between the Economic Development um, Organization owning land that we could use and pulling Gold Leaps money together with their grant program and our local government, then we were able to build this building. And by the time we had it built one year later from when we started, we already had our first tenant. And uh, within one month, we had three applications and had to decide which one out of the three. And that was really hard because you really want to help all three. But we right. did have the second tenant. And so that is full. We own that building um, if, you know, uh, as, as a nonprofit. And so we discounted the lease rate in order to attract the companies that came and are our tenants now and new companies, new jobs, new investment in our community. And um, they will, uh, over over the next three years, they will actually arrive at an increased lease that will be market rate. Um, but it was a great success story. And I think it's just a good story to share with other economic developers who may be challenged in rural communities about how do we get started? How do we um, incentivize a building, get businesses to come? And because we were able to leverage all of this, the funding for this building, then we have no debt on this building. So we're taking all of our lease income and we're going to put it into a fund that will help us build the next building. And I already have businesses that have said, if you build it, I would like to be considered. Wow. That is a rural success story, isn't it? It is, Dane. Very um, blessed to be a part of that. Um, and we're actually going back into Golden Leaf, actually has a site program now that they have not had in the past um, years. Um, but we, we have gone through a site identification program with them a due diligence program with them once we identified the site and we hope to go back into another program. They have a development fund that can be uh, another potential, another million and a half dollars that could be useful towards uh, grading and preparing another site ready pad. So in Wilts County, North Carolina, I actually am uh, a developer, a business developer of buildings at the same time that um, 
we do what typically is done in any economic development role, but we now also own a building and have become landlords. So um, it's a great opportunity though. Right. It is a great opportunity. And it's so good that you were able to get some outside money to do it. You weren't having to, you know, beg, borrow and steal from the community to put this together. I'm sure there's other programs like this that are similar all over the country that communities can avail themselves of. There might be. Um, in the past, it had been harder to try to get funds to actually develop with. Um, mm -hmm. But Golden Leafs program and uh, this, you know, the state pulling together with our county, uh, much better opportunity to be able to not be in debt and we can take that money and turn it around much quicker this way. So it's a great way to get us started and hopefully we'll be able to sustain ourselves in time. Right. That, right. That's the goal. Yes. Build the next one. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, fantastic. Leanne, if anybody would like to reach out to you, any of the listeners, other economic developers from around the country, they want to pick your brain, talk to you, um, what would be the best way for them to uh, get into contact with you? Well, I would uh, tell you about our website. It's the easiest because it's going to have all of my contact information on there. And it is Wilkes edc.com. Um, my email address is lnixon, N-I-X-O-N, at wilkesedc.com. Be glad to share, um, or maybe someone's got an idea that I would uh, love to hear from them. So I right, welcome exactly. that opportunity. Oh, wonderful. Well, I hope so. I hope that some of our listeners do reach out to you, and I hope that, you know, makes this blossom, the, the, what you've created there. I hope that that can blossom all over because it's just wonderful. Thank you. I'd love to see it um, duplicated too, because it's a way that a rural community can move forward, um, create new space and new growth in their community. Absolutely. Thank you, Leanne. Thank you, Dane. You've been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning, for more expert strategies, fresh insights, and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level, visit us on the web at econdevshow.com.